0: <laughs> um, how long have we known each other? We've known each other close to 15 years. So this this, this branch, how long? Th- this branch is now going into its 17th year. And weren't you at Bryanston somewhere before? So I I used to have a nightclub in in Sandton many, many, many years ago. And the day I sold that nightclub, I walked into the show in Bryanston. Yeah and said they need a manager, and it just so happened that their manager had resigned that day. A week later, I had an interview, and a couple of days after that, I started, and that was... Holy hell. Yeah, 18 years ago, Greg and Roz. Yeah. I'm sure... So, we either met you at that branch, or it was at Tuningi? It was at Tuningi because I had just opened my shop in, in, in Worldwear, which is now called Fairland Walk, yeah. and had won Franchise of the Year, and one of the prizes was a trip. And that's where that's right. That's where my that's where Sam and I had met you and Adele for the first time. Gotcha. So that is sixteen and a half years ago now. Okay, but there's a lot to unpack here. Yes. How did you get to own a nightclub? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? A lot of a lot of bad decisions compiling into one. Was <laughs> <laughs> it something you always wanted to do? Uh, <laughs> I've always loved the entertainment and the the hospitality space. I started waitering when I was uh, 16, mm. and it kind of always resonated with me. Um, and from there, um, studied varsity for a little bit, but the varsity never took. It, it, was, it was something that I was, the idea was a good idea, but uh, in practice, didn't didn't, didn't last. gel with you. No, it didn't last. Um, and when I dropped out of varsity, my, my, my father in his wisdom had said to me, well, you have to do something. So I went overseas to the States for two years, yeah. uh, lied on my resume and said that I could snowboard. Uh, they found out very quickly that I couldn't. Um, and so then I spent another year and a half in, in Vermont, cleaning toilets, yeah. cooking, working in restaurants. And then when I, when I came back, um, I had gotten a tongue ring in Orlando um, probably the best business model I've ever heard of uh, a 24 hour tattoo and piercing parlor right next door to a nightclub oh god So captive uh, market yeah, right so, there so you can understand uh, wh- what happened there so I came back with this tongue ring uh-huh. and a swollen uh, tongue and again my dad made the ultimatum he says well you take the tongue ring out or you get out the house so oh wow I decided to get out the house and went back to the states for another year did the same thing again <laughs> Could you uh, snowboard this time? Yeah, no, no. I had perfected the art of, of, of bullshit and snowboarding, so, so, so <laughs> it came quite naturally to me. And then when I came back to Joburg, um, I got a job at a restaurant called Rhapsody's in Peter Place. Uh, no Rhapsody's. Yeah, managed yeah. that for four years, and after that, when, when the party had ended, uh, my grandparents had given my sister and I some money. Okay. Uh, she wisely bought a property, I, on the other hand, uh, invested in a nightclub. Which was an unmitigated disaster. Uh, two years of nothing but fun and excitement. And so it was—it
1: was the party lifestyle.
0: No, it, don't get me wrong. As, as a 21-year-old 20, uh, male in Santa in those days, oh, running around thinking you're a lot better than you actually are. It, it was. It Most was of us still style. think that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shudder, and when I look at the pictures and of what I look like, but
1: yeah, people are going to go and Google this now.
0: What was, the, what was the club called? It was called Jewel Bar in um in santon on 11th street where okay. where benmore gardens is situated oh yeah sure yeah so very very fortunate learned a lot mm-hmm. uh lost a lot but gained a lot of experience What's the biggest lesson out of that out of the of night that night. whole experience um looking back i'm um, n- not being focused enough to be honest with you oh, yeah. I, I got i got carried away in the the excitement of, of being a nightclub owner and, and the drinking and the party. It has a romantic
1: ring to it if you're under 30.
0: Yeah, it, look, it, it <laughs> is, uh, it's definitely worth the, the time and effort, but as a business model, you mm. need to know you have to be very centred in yourself. Right. I wasn't, I was you, Was it yours alone or were you just a shareholder? Uh, I was a shareholder with a gentleman that owned Sudar okay. in Santon. So the idea was to, to, to piggyback on their success the the two never jelled. It it never kind of took off. Branding properly. issues, or what? Uh, wrong market, wrong time. Wow. Inexperience on my part, lack of leadership from my part. What years are we looking at here? T- two thousand and one, maybe. I, don't
1: know. I was travelling then, smart, because I've yeah. The nightclub scene was never a big thing for me. It was just travel and competing, and then nice. out.
0: Yeah, no, it was a it was a different time. Um, as I say, I, th- I, I was too young. What I've learned over the years of having this business and other businesses, mm. the better the business does, is, is directly related to how well mm. I'm doing yeah. as, as a business owner, as a person. Mm. So the, the, more, the more I get involved and the more I work on myself, mm. the better my staff are, the better my business I is. I must be
1: honest. I mean, also being in the hospitality industry from a travel point of view, loving restaurants, it's a big thing for us. But... How do I say this? When you walk in here, you own the space. And it's not like you're this domineering boss, but the way you interact with the clients, how you move around, you own, you, you look about as comfortable as anybody <laughs> can in that situation.
0: I'm fortunate. I've got a good team around me, which, which is a blessing. I think um, I learned a long time ago that you know, my job as an owner is to empower my staff. Um
1: oh, some people miss that, eh? Yeah,
0: uh, I, look, I—it's I, not like I was born with the with the knowledge of this. I made lots of mistakes when I opened Kokatcha Fairland for the first time. I was I was a pretty pretty big tyrant, uh, and what changed everything? My staff put down tools on a Friday night and refused to work. Before, and,
1: like,
0: during work? Yeah, right? literally, yeah. busiest time. They they said we're not working. We we won't work under these uh, conditions anymore, hmm. and. Eventually, we, we, we had a long chat, and, and most of my growth has come from what my staff have told me. Mm. Um, I think it's, in the beginning, it was difficult. You've got to sprinkle it with a little bit of salt, because obviously, you know, you don't want to take on all the negative emotions no and sure. all, the, all the negative feedback. But I think if you take certain snippets of it and use them to your benefit, mm. it, it's the best way. So... I've learned a lot from my staff, yeah. how to conduct myself, how to deal with people of different cultures, how yeah. to deal with people from different circumstances, especially in, 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 in an industry where the barrier to to entry from an employee point of view is quite low. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be massively educated. Sure. Uh, a lot of the staff are... Connected through family, through where they live, villages, yeah. that type of. Type how, of many, how many staff do you have here? In total, down to seventeen now. Okay. So because of COVID. No, 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 no. Just I, I don't. Streamlining things. Not even that. I, I think, you know, the wages in in the in the restaurant industry are notoriously poor, uh, especially for the long hours mm. you work, and I'm a big believer in 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 empowering my staff as best I can. That's not to say that you just give money to people because I don't believe that's no. a, that's a solution, but there is a there is a comfort factor where your staff need to be looked after where they need to be paid, and if you've got a budget, my budget for my wages here is about 150,000 a month, okay. and that's either going to get divided by 20 people, mm. or by 15 people. Mm. It, it requires more effort from from my staff, not more time in the business yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think that is a, it's counterproductive. You know, you don't want to be selling your, your time, you want to be selling your efforts. Mm-hmm. So we run on quite a small shift complement. Uh, all the guys are given multiple days off. They uh-huh. come in later than I think most restaurants. Yeah. Uh,
1: do you guys still do breakfast? No, no, no. For, there was for a stage, wasn't
0: there? There was a stage for a little bit. So fought against it from the beginning. It was and a franchise
1: decision. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It just, Did they cancel through the board, which is not here?
0: Um, I actually don't know. To be honest, I think
1: some. Stores, well, I don't go to the Kutcher. Yeah, I've got my one. Yeah, so. neither, <laughs>
0: neither do I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. No, it's it's it's. Um, I, th- I think it's important. You know, you, you need to to stick to what you what your your goal is, and mm. we're an a, a Italian inspired restaurant, mm-hmm. and we need to stick to that.
1: And with Italian restaurant, you've got this family vibe. Yeah. It's always the family-owned, family-run.
0: That's the plan.
1: It's. I mean, when, when we work in here, I mean, we're here at least once a week. Yeah. The, the small staff compliment means that whenever we walk in here, there's at least three or four faces that they offer me a drink before I even <laughs> ask for it. They say, am I <laughs> having my usual? When, when I order something else, they're like, really? Yeah, no, they're not and, sure. And what that means something. And from what I've seen with both you and Pommy and Ryan, all the guys, many all the waitresses as well, it's not just us. No, There's more we, guests that are like
0: that. Yeah, we we've been fortunate. You know, I think you know a lot of people. Are, my business is not is not is not food. It's it, it's hospitality mm-hmm. and entertainment. My kitchen take care of the food. My job is to empower them to give them the tools, the mm-hmm. resources, the stock yeah. to do what they need to do. But they're a lot better at making food than I am. Sure. My job is to kind of mold everyone and mm-hmm. bring the team together. Yeah, and. You know, I've said to my staff, our job is to provide an experience. Our customers are are giving us their money, yes, mm. but they're giving us their time, mm. and and that's more important. And they're doing that by choice, which is a big deal. Which, which exactly. that's huge. Yeah, you, you want to be you want to be that value proposition to people where they are like, well, I'm coming out, but what am I getting? Mm. And then people in this area, you know, Northcliffe, Fairland, Baroio. Yeah very supportive very willing to to assist mm-hmm. but you need to invest in your time in your business you need to invest time in the community you need to know who yeah. you're dealing with who you're speaking to mm-hmm. and not take advantage of that yeah. and i think a lot of people you know we are clearly you know 17 years down the road geez, we've had I a good it's that long. I know, it's crazy. We, We've had a good run and and i'm i'm even more excited and even more like juiced for the next stages of yeah. what we're going to create here with the support of, of, of my staff. I think mm. that's... And that's always been the long-term goal. Long-term wealth for my staff. Mm. Because if they're happy... A hundred percent. My business is happy.
1: I think for me in life, it's whether it's to your clients, whether it's to your staff. And I don't care if you're selling this table or a pizza or a drink. It's the way you make me feel. Yeah. That's it. If you make me feel good... I'm happy to deal with bad service as long as you make me feel good. I'm happy to deal with a pasta that night you might not be 100% hot, but you made me feel good. That, and being in hospitality, travel and that, it's the way you make people feel.
0: Mm. Well, I think that's, that's also the point. It's, it's <clears throat> our business is based on, on emotions, and mm. especially in the hospitality entertainment industry, we are working when other people are relaxed. Yeah. And you know, I think where a lot of people go wrong, Excuse me. Mm. Is this my office. Yeah. And you know, if I went to the doctor, the doctor wouldn't sit on the desk with a would crack open a beer and start having a laugh. No, I don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) But it's 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 a lot of business owners think it's acceptable to do it in this industry because Mm. we're in the entertainment game. Yeah. And I think that's where you start to lose yourself very quickly. Yeah. And that was one of the big lessons from, you know, my other failed businesses is need to stay focused on and mm-hmm. on point yeah. what is your business what do you do are you professional stay in your lane exactly that's the saying we have in the restaurant "Mind, mind your three feet yeah it's or you need to does it, does it and i think a lot of people by their nature are very quick to say well that person did x or mm-hmm. when they've done something wrong yeah and you know it's taken a long time to get my staff to realize that you don't need to defend yourself or, or blame someone else mm. Do your job. Doesn't matter if the guy next to you, or the girl to your left or right, are stuffing up. Yeah. The responsibility to deal with those people is my responsibility because, in a team environment, people never gravitate up. They always gravitate down. Hundred percent. You know, I've made the mistake of taking weaker staff, putting them putting them into a team where I think uh, the stronger staff members will pull them up. It's 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 no. never happened.
1: It's the, the bucket of crabs analogy. Wanting bucks. to climb out, get it all done. All well done, exactly. The, the interesting thing as well, one of the things I've said to my clients on safari before, and some of them who listen to this will know this, like I'm working when I'm with you out there, guiding, teaching, hosting, all of those things. But then someone will after dinner, no, no, come have another drink, come have another drink. And I'm happy to have a glass of wine over dinner because the hosting element is there. Mm-hmm. But then at one stage it's like, guys, just remember, you're on holiday, I'm working, so I'm going to tap out, you guys have a good night. Yeah. And with this, it's a fine line, hey? And I yeah. think, like you say, the young, dumb Anthony from way back
0: couldn't walk that line. No, no, it, 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 I, again, I lost, <clears throat> my focus was not on building a successful business where we offer a superior product. It, it was based on, I wanna be a nightclub owner in How Santa. much fun can I have with this? And I had a lot of fun. <laughs> but nothing it, it, yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad I did it when I was 20, 21. Mm. Um, You know, it's had other businesses in between. Um, We've done really well in this store, and I've noticed when my focus shifts onto another business, uh, the standard sometimes drops here. Uh, Not so much this time. Mm. I I feel really empowered and really strong about what the guys have been able to build here without me being 100% involved, especially Mm. after last year. And I'm excited for the future. Oh. So so this, this moment you had with the staff way back when they said, listen, hmm.
1: putting how long ago is this? Four,
0: fifteen, fourteen 15, 14 years. So that's ago. right in the beginning. Yeah, right. Right. In okay. the beginning.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because there's yeah. not a sense of it now. What? And I mean, we were here throughout this entire period. Hmm. How did you will talk about yours now? But how did the staff deal with COVID? Because we came in when you guys opened the takeaways. <coughs> we were in here. I mean, and, once or twice I left like a massive tip because I'm understanding that but how did the staff deal
0: with all of that look we were very fortunate and 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 so so I think you know how how I dealt and how my staff dealt with COVID uh kind of goes back to a previous restaurant that I had in Santon and Benmore Gardens Uh, it happened to be another franchise business Mm -hmm. and things did not go well on that side uh I was again too young, mm. understaffed, try to run everything by myself, spending superhero. my time. And there were other factors, uh, a bad partnership, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, bad landlord, a few other little aspects. But those external factors really, yeah. the crux of the matter was I was unable and I didn't have the skill set to run two businesses. Gotcha. So when I, when I lost that restaurant, it cost me four or five million rand which was quite a big... Uh, that was before this. Yeah, this was yeah. way, way, way before this. Okay. And what, um, at the time, mm-hmm. you know, talking and thinking, you know, you're getting sued by yeah. the franchisor, oh, you're shit. getting sued by the landlord, SARS is coming after you. Uh, you know, there, there were times when, you know, you, you think of shit, suicide, you think mm-hmm. of how you're going to get out of it. And the, the reality is, Getting through that was probably one of the biggest lessons that I've ever had to learn. How did you get through that? Because that's some serious shit.
1: I mean, when you start any business, and I, mean, I know from a travel industry point mm. of view, business, we're one of the few that's still going. But I know mental health challenges, the anxiety, the depression,
0: suicidal thoughts. How mm. did you get through all of that when everybody was coming at you from everywhere? Well, look, you know, I've been, again, I, I read, I read, a lot. I'm not a big fan of, of, of sitting back and crying into my, to my milk. I think, um, you know, everything that's happened, especially the last five years, <clears throat> is, is testament to that and, and how we deal with it. But I've been very fortunate to meet people in my life that have come into my life at, at stages and, <clears throat> and have taught me a lot. They might not have intentionally wanted to mm. or intentionally decided to, yeah. but, but I think, you know, Anthony Robbins talks about. Um, modeling and how yeah. you you want to do something just go find the person that's done what you want to do and just yeah. model them it, it's, 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 a, it's a simple concept and that's always kind of worked for me it's the right uh, lesson at the right time yeah uh, the universe will, will provide, its, provide the sure. way and you know going back to that Benmore uh, restaurant there were obstacles put in my path at every single turn from the contract negotiations to the lease negotiations to the financing leading up leading up to it and I, I overcame all of them. And, and, you know, being too stuck in my own head, I thought I was being a, uh, uh, a business owner that, 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 that overcame because I think that was also the mentality. It's, it's like you, you just push through the brick walls. Mm. And, and that's what I think has caused a lot of anxiety, you know, for me is I should be better. I should know how to deal with it. I should be able to, you know, just overcome. And then when you can't,
1: this is the old entity. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah so you know looking back and obviously losing all of that money it was probably the universe putting these roadblocks in the way and and if I was a little bit wiser and a little bit more centered in myself I probably would have put my hands up in the air and said like you know guys Whoa. guys, give me 10 minutes let's just reassess and, and let's yeah. also figure out why I really want to do this some proper school fees that. oh yeah no no I learned learned a lot um Learned, um and then, as I said, other people came into my life at the time, which I'm eternally grateful for, but I'm just a big believer in, in mm. getting up and, and and even if you're making an inch or a meter or, or what I know it sounds silly, but no. you know moving forward any day yeah. is a good day
1: I've, I've said that to most officers is move the needle yeah, just move the needle if it's this or that mm. it doesn't matter
0: and, and routine is is something that is very, very powerful. Yeah. Getting up at the same time, even if you don't want to, reading two, two pages a day. That's all you need to do. What are you reading right now? Um, uh, JFK's Autobiography. Oh, yeah. Uh, just finished uh, a few books by Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, the Obstacle is the Way. reading yeah. that one. Th- that was a very powerful book. Um, James Pressfield.
1: Um, James Pressfield did, I'll tell you now. The
0: Spartans. At, uh, the Spartans. Oh, I swear, in one year I <laughs> out the there, but it's fine. <coughs> so, um, and then also the Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. Yes. Uh, and then I've got a book of meditations by Marcus Aurelius that I keep in my bag that I read a little it's bit. a small little book. 100%, yeah. yeah. And and I must say, Stoicism. I'm I'm in no sense a expert in it. Um, I don't dedicate myself to learning. Things just seem to come my way. But being stoic and, and Ryan Holiday kind of resonated with me quite a, quite mm. a lot. Um, obviously, Viktor Frankl's book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it's as. Art
1: of War, War of Art. Um, that was one of Pressfield's books. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Sun Tzu was the art of war. He did the, the war of art. It was the flip around, yeah, thing, yeah. something like that. Sun
0: Tzu was uh, the art of war. That? Yes. Uh, Stephen Pressfield it was it was the hoplites, uh, the the Spartan warriors of three hundred mm. at at, yeah. at the the gates of Thermopylae. Yes, uh, and just that kind of attitude of being almost selfless, but but not to the degree of being a martyr. I, I think that's.
1: I think a lot of people lose themselves in that. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely did. I always thought that uh, being a good person and giving would always come back mm. in return, and, and unfortunately. You know, my, my late uh, fiance, she 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 was big into... Well, she always said to me, fill yeah. your own cup first. And and I think that's and that's probably the biggest lesson. How yeah. do you
1: fill your cup now? Because you, when you're here, it's a lot of energy. Yeah. So you do the reading, you've got your routine.
0: Mm. Uh, I wake up at five every morning. Uh, Alarm or just wake up? Uh, alarm's on, but I, I generally seem to wake up yeah. uh, quite easily. Just spend a few minutes... Re, you know waking up mm. being grateful i think having being oh, having words of gratitude and and they don't have to be oh, i'm happy that uh, i've got a million rand in the bank or it, it's it's literally i'm moving my legs moving my arms mm. i've got a bed um, i'm grateful that i'm alive today you know just these small things and i think you know going going back to anthony robbins he talks about how life's a game so mm. so you know if it life's a game Choose the rules that suit you. Yeah, And and being grateful that my my ex-wife is doing so well, that my daughter is doing so well, that I, my, both my parents are still around, uh, my sister's in Calgary. My business is, is going from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. Having food in the fridge. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's amazing how we take these these things for granted because they're expected. And especially in... In the northern suburbs where, where I've grown up in, mm. in, a, in, a, in a privileged society, sure. where I was able to go to school and my parents worked mm. hard and I worked hard and I've worked for everything I've got, but it's, it's not what other people experience. And I think that's also a big lesson. What you see is not always the reality on the table. Oh,
1: man, and then some.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people, I don't know, just too involved in their own self to kind of look at other people and say, well, what are you going through? And and you know the example is is, is with my staff. I'll get in. My, I'll leave here at twelve o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'll get in my car, and in ten minutes I'm at home. My staff, transport, an hour later. Wait for a taxi. Go there. This. I look. I pay for a pay for transport mm-hmm. that pick my staff up and drop Brilliant. them off at work, and vice versa. But e- even even that, um, it's you know no tr- no no cost to them. But even that, it's an hour trip, mm. and. You're spending eight hours at work, working hard, putting in the time, and then you got to spend another hour yeah. going home. And and I think that's where a lot of customers don't realise that there's more moving parts than to your just than to your experience. Mm.
1: And if people get caught up in themselves. Yeah. It's, I and mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. But the gratitude thing for me, I think, is it Gary Vee, that said something in the line of whenever anything is going really bad and it's a shitty day at the office or business going bad, imagine one of your loved ones on deathbed. That's fucking worst case scenario. Yeah. Puts everything a little bit in perspective here. 100%. And the, the, the idea where you look at someone else, the projection forward and back, like I'm in a bad mood and Anthony just looked at me funny, so why is he being a dick about this? It, just, it is such basic, they should teach that at school. Mm. They shouldn't teach me history because I can Google that it's a it's a whole thing The, the negativity bias though and I was speaking to one of your staff members before that everything in your life can be going right you wake up in the morning arms are moving bed's cool I've got food in the fridge everybody's safe and healthy but then there's one thing anything the next door's dog's barking and it's the whole salad yeah beautiful put a cockroach on spoils the whole damn thing we need to get rid of those cockroaches because it doesn't work the opposite way. No. I can't give you a bowl of sewerage, put a chocolate on top. It doesn't work that way.
0: I think it's, it's also, you know, we, our, our, our brains, we've, our technology's evolved at such a rate. We're doing things now that couldn't do 20, 30, 100 years ago. Our brains are still kind of a caveman brain mm. where we're designed to look out for things that are dangerous because mm-hmm. you you're walking around in the savannah you want to know there's a lion there yeah, you don't want to look mean. at the you, know, you don't look at the happy roses and the the no. butterflies you you want to know that that cat's not gonna you know, bite your ass off and we get stuck into the negativity a huge we're designed to look for flaws and we're designed to look for threats and weaknesses mm, yeah and and but you got to break that I, th- I think the, the another problem
1: is the time we live in. We, you and I, how old are you now? Uh, 41. Okay.
0: Facebook says I'm 39.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, he's, there, are you still on social media,
0: though? I uh, need to post for business, but no, I, I find social media quite a waste of time.
1: It is? Yeah. It is. I heard a strange thing yesterday. Do you know Tim Dillon? Uh, Face of, um, phenomenal uh, comedian. Comedian. Yes, yard, yes, 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 On his latest podcast a couple of days ago, it was called Dear Vladimir. <laughs> And he goes into this full thing. As war is old school, we look at these tanks and you think it's like nineteen forty. Yeah. And he thinks the biggest problem that Putin has now, as to why he's not successful, is he didn't have a good content strategy. <laughs> he should have pushed it out a bit different. Anyway, and then he goes into the whole influencer thing, but we'll get to that. What we're saying, it's ridiculous. I mean, if he had a better content strategy, you never know what could have happened. No. It's a mess. Look, the world is a mess. Yeah. Um, now I have to reverse a little bit this. Communication. Mm. I don't think people can communicate properly anymore. If you think about where you and I live right now, mm. so our generation, our parents, uncles, everybody older, they learned face to face. Yes, It was the mom and pop store. I will come in, hey, how's the dogs doing? That's great, here's your pizza, I like you. It was very personal, mm. one-on-one communication. There was times for me to think about what we spoke about before we speak again. There's us, let's move to the next generation. Everything is instant, it's all online. Mm-hmm we are living through the biggest way that people communicate in the history of people and our generation you and I are bridging those two mm. where we've got all of these incredible tools but I still just want normal conversation I just want to sit and have a beer and talk shit and how's your mom doing not this instant bang bang no. bang bang
0: people have lost the art of of talking and reading Man. social cues and, and having a look because it, because we can curate our own experiences mm. you have a phone I have a phone because they're so different and so personal to to to, to each other, mm. we, we think the world should treat us like that, like we're special. Ooh. And, and I hate to tell you this, but no one gives a shit. No. And <laughs> you know what? You'll have a baby. Oh, there's 150,000 150, other people having babies that same day. Sure. You, your mom and dad, and I'm not making light of death or birth, no. but there's 150 people dying every day. Yeah. And I think the worst thing we can do is constantly think the world owes us something. 100%. And, and even when it comes to big aspects like, like death, nothing actually happened to you. You're not the person that died. Mm. Someone else did. It's sad. I get it. Yeah. And, and I've, done, I've gone through my own tragedies and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, just put it into perspective and 100%. i think social media is, is it's not designed for our benefit it's, no. it's it's what was the quote we're the product they want us to be online they want us to constantly they just want to make money 100 and 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 that and that is effectively mm. slavery yeah the, pro- the problem with
1: social as well is and no disrespect to anybody out there but not everybody has the right to an opinion You you have a right to an opinion,
0: you you just don't, I don't have to care
1: about you. They shouldn't have, in the past, if some idiot learns about my business and he rants off, but he's completely wrong. I care about his opinion, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right now, everybody's got the soapbox to stand on and they're shouting their opinion all over the place. Then I'm getting offended for people who don't even know me. It's a very strange (laughs) time with all the woke people and being offended and opinions and this and that and haters online Mm. and it's it's a bizarre bizarre and again we're bridging this we've got that and the past so for us it's like i'm looking at this sometimes and look i use social media for business and for personal branding Mm. but my personal life nothing it's strange i don't know if what we had growing up i mean example when i was Two and a half, three years. I was eating dog shit in the garden. I mean, I was falling out of trees, breaking my arms and stuff. 100%. What are people now doing? They're taking four hundred selfies, editing it so they look better. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something
0: missing. But is that not a? It's, it's not the. Ch- we say, I use the word child, but it's, it's not the child who's, who's taking four hundred selfies. It's the parent that's allowing the child to 100%. take four hundred. So, kids, because it's easy. Here, hold the iPad. Just I'm hmm. busy. No, I, th- I think we've lost. We've lost that sense of community. We've lost that sense of respect for ourselves because there's keyboard warriors out there and it's so mm. easy to, to break down and tear down and, 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 and shit all over someone else. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, and it used to be one of my replies on my emails, well, is uh, Theodore Roosevelt, the, yeah. the man in the arena. hundred percent. And, and it's, that has got, through, got me through some really mm. tough times. It, it, you know, it doesn't matter that you failed. It doesn't matter that you're broken. It doesn't matter that you're scarred. Mm. But the people that are booing you from the outside, they've done fuck all. They're not playing. And, and don't even listen to mm. them. And I think that is a skill set that we need to be teaching our children. Yeah. That the phone's not reality. The internet's not reality. Mm. And it scares me. You know, we're looking at what old Mark Zuckerberg and Meta and... Mm, virtual the Metaverse. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's going to go one way. Yeah. It's, what's that movie, Wally, when they're all fat and 400 kilograms and they're rolling around in their...
1: And they live their life like that.
0: Yeah. So a friend of mine, Gert, you know
1: he comes with us sometimes. Mm. He bought property in the Metaverse recently <laughs> in order to, to have like a boutique store because it's close to Gucci and something. So I looked at this map of the sandbox and the prices you're paying for it and then there's a part of me thinking you are insane. But
0: then also this is the... F- we can't deny this. It's happening. Hey. Yeah no. Do you play <laughs> I think you play the game but you play it and, and you extract yourself from it. But it becomes it's addictive. You know, the all these technologies are designed to get us addicted. A hundred percent. And and we're and we're the product and, and that's where you know I kind of probably push back is, is because I don't want to be taken advantage of. Hmm. If I willingly and knowingly choose to smoke a cigarette, I know what the, the consequences sure. are, but then I mustn't cry when I get cancer. That's your choice? It's my choice. And yeah, I just think we're, our job is, you know, going back to kids, I've got a nine-year-old girl mm-hmm. and she doesn't have a cell phone, she's not on social media, she won't be on social media. And when, you, when are you getting her a phone? I mean, have you thought about that? No, the discussion the discussion hasn't come up yet. My ex and I are, in, in, are very, very close. We talk a lot. Mm-hmm. We, were, we are better mm-hmm. friends and co-parents than we ever were as husband and wife, sure. through no one's fault. No. Um, but we've worked very hard to have a stable relationship. Our divorce was amicable. Mm. It was over, I think, within a month, two months maybe. Um, and i've got a lot of time and respect and even the growth that sam has shown Mm -hmm. in the last five years is outstanding yeah and that's without me or some would say you know because i mean not because of me but uh you know she's had to stand on her own and you know my thinking and sam's thinking was always to have a strong independent daughter yeah she needs a strong independent mother and i've never understood why these these divorce couples Go at, or go at it go at it and for what though mm. like you're putting your energy okay s- someone might have cheated someone might have done this sure but
1: if you have a child together there's there's something bigger than yourself mm. that you need to focus on yeah. and look
0: after 100% and also you know going back to filling your own cup how do you become the best role model and the best the best way to inspire your kids is by your actions oh, not 100%. by your words mm. and um So yeah, we've, as I say, it's, it's, so going back to the phone thing, I don't think for a very long time, to be honest. Do you find some of her
1: friends have phones already? No, no, no. Okay. just very young. Very Mm. young. We had a, well, my sister's one ex-boyfriend now, a year or two ago, just before COVID, he had a 12 year old and a nine year old. Mm -hmm. And they both had phones, like an iPhone five or six or whatever it might've been. And then worst case scenario, she's busy with something, takes the phone and there's all kinds of porn and what have you. At nine years old. Oh,
0: no, you can't. That is nasty. It is. It is. And, you know, <clears throat> you know, going back to what you said about, you know, when you were two and you are eating dog shit and jumping mm. out of trees. I remember when my childhood ended. And I don't mean that in a bad way. There wasn't a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. I just remember waking up one day and I felt different. How old you? 13 maybe. And What's different? Like... I, I, you remember when you were a kid and the days were endless oh, yeah. and you would wake up at six in the morning and it was a 38-hour day and then the sun would go it down. It was like Shackleton didn't have yes. adventures like it this. It was just, and I remember waking up one day and thinking, oh, there's a timeline. And, and I, I feel bad for my, my daughter who, who, who's at a, at, a, at a wonderful school, mm. but she's got to be there at seven o'clock in the morning sure. as a nine-year-old. and What time do they leave there? Two, two o'clock, they finish. Huh? It's a long day. Look, my, my, my nephew in, in, in Canada is, is at playgroup until four in the afternoon, and, and they, they love it and they do the breaks and all the rest of it. But it's, you don't, I don't think you need a cell phone. Our job as parents, <coughs> I believe, is, is to keep our kids, keep their innocence, because yeah. once it's gone, it's not it's gone coming back. Good. And I'm not saying you keep them stupid or naive. There are dangers in this world, but a nine-year-old doesn't need to know about the dangers. No, it is our job as parents to to protect our children, to quietly direct them. Mm. And I always always get surprised when you get these martyr parents that are, you know, <laughs> using their kids as a. Remember what I did for you then? Ooh. You're... no, no, it's not. It's, 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 shut up. Do your job. Be a good parent. That's an energy and, you know.
1: exchange that you don't want to stop. No.
0: And then, then uh, th- being a parent is, 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 if you do your job right, your kids will leave. Mm. And that's, that, that, that's kind of the, 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 the funny joke in life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But now, explain to me again. So, you wake up at 13. Mm. You realize there's a timeline. Mm. What changed? Did, did, you, did you start acting differently knowing now that there's a timeline?
0: No. Uh, because that's a big realization at 13. I think so. Look, I spent a lot of time underperforming Uh, you know even though I've opened businesses and restaurants and and I always got to a point where I was pretty good at sports and I would stop when it got hard or when I had to put the effort in because it was easier Mm -hmm. easier to 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 not to try than to fail and I spent a lot of time
1: were you scared of failure
0: yeah scared of failure scared of what other people would think scared of giving my all and then coming up short Uh, was always petrified of death for some strange reason I don't know why. Uh, and that always meant that I would never give hundred percent. Even if you look at Kolkata, um, uh, you know, the first year I opened, we knocked it out the park and won franchise of the year, and then I just took my foot off the gas for a bit. Um, that changed. Having Noah, I remember mm-hmm. the day that happened. Um, like there, there's been times in my life, and I'm, I'm not, not not trying to to put religion down people's throat, but when God literally touched me on the forehead And I remember those days. And one of them was when Noah was born. I Mm -hmm. just remember instantly. Um, You changed. Pardon? You changed. Yeah. Yeah. I think you start living for someone else. There's another reason. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have a big enough reason why, you can always overcome. So that was one of the days. um, When I heard about... um, my late fiance's accident. I'd never mm-hmm. met her, mm-hmm. but I was driving, and, and something said to me in my heart: I need to meet this woman.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the day I saw her in a coffin mm-hmm. uh, was another one, and then since then, I've, I've been very motivated to get it done. Perspective. Yeah, and, and also I think a tribute. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you know, we're jumping around a lot, but you know, my last relationship was. We were flawed when we met, by by standards, if you want to call it that. Sure. I was in financially. I, I just opened here financially. Mm-hmm. I was in four and a half million rands with a debt. I mm-hmm. just taken on another four million rand to open this. So, you know, getting in an unhappy marriage. She had just come out of a, a very abusive marriage. She had been in a car accident and. Mm grafts, skin grafts all over her back and we met each other at the right time mm-hmm. and our relationship was based on, on one thing is is being honest mm-hmm. and and making sure that we're there to build each other up and it was one of the, probably the first time in my life that someone not believed in me but saw a bigger vision for myself mm-hmm. than I saw for myself and I worked every day and continued to work every day to live up to the vision that she had for me mm-hmm. and you know, when she passed away and, 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 and I saw her and I'd, uh, the day before her funeral, mm. I made a promise that, that I wasn't going to be that drunk in the corner 20 years later crying into a bar stool. And, and you know, I had stopped drinking for about a year and a half because Kim, at the time, was an alcoholic. Okay. She, she was... We did the rehab and, and mm. sobriety and, and I remember, yeah, we
1: spoke about it little while ago, yeah.
0: And, and she had overcome and, and she did all the hard work and, and I was her sponsor. Uh, but she overcame all her challenges and she was in the best place. And I didn't purposely drink for six months after her passing because mm. I didn't want to dishonor what we had created mm. and become that sad version that people might allow yeah. to, to 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 for six months oh anthony's yeah. morning it's okay that he's drunk yeah. no it's not acceptable Mm-mm. it's not how you, you you're turning into the person
1: or cancel you are being the person that that person fell in love with mm. by keeping to what you would have done if she was here 100
0: percent. and then that's always been the goal and the vision and 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 yeah we, we move on mm. so and that's what i'm trying to teach my daughter trying to teach my mm-hmm. staff yeah, so interesting times.
1: Staff, I mean, <laughs> we. Are, um, if my office people listen to this, um, it's not always the case, but they say staff, especially at a camp, especially at a lodge,
0: is they're like having 25 kids. Yeah. Yes, no? 100%. It's It's, <laughs> it's you know, I think one of the biggest things is when you have your own kids, they live under your roof. You mm. can control the environment. You know what school they're going to. Hopefully, you've done the research. You know that the teachers are going to teach X, Y, and Z. You know, with a business like mine or in any business, mm. you know, there's so many external factors that, that come in, and, you know, the reality is these external factors a lot of people bring into their business or because they carry with them from the taxi, from their house, sure. from whatever the case is, and, and it's our job to make sure that people understand what we can control what we think about what we read what we put in our mouths everything else is outside of our control yeah. and even though the world seems crap and everyone's going to shit in a handbasket it's like what we said mind your three feet mm. stick in your lane do your job get control it done what right. you can exactly mm. and then wash rinse and repeat the next day that's it and and surprisingly you know people think that that's easy but it's the hard consistency is the hardest thing that you can manage mm. And you keep on doing that, you're gonna come out leaps and bounds above anyone else. Mm. And also, I think it's uh, I'm a big believer in hard exercise, pushing yourself. You know, getting that. Are you still gonna do that triathlon? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a ultra. uh, Yeah, so I've got the ultra, the the Dragonsburg ultra on the 22nd. Mm. Uh, reason I'm doing 22nd of now yeah 22nd of April mm-hmm. reason I'm doing that is that will be the one year anniversary of Kim's passing oh, so right. again I've either I can either sit in, in Joburg and, and, and drink and, or I can go run so I'll decide to do that that's awesome man. Uh, and then I've got two 70.3's planned and then hopefully the Skyrun maybe at the end of the year Elizabeth my
1: finance um, oh, yeah? director does that yeah Yeah. She, the problem is though she fell on the last one and she's now got this brace and she's off for six to nine months because of something with the patella, what, what? but she raves about it, absolutely. But now, you used to do CrossFit. Yeah. CrossFit anymore? No, um, no, 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 too so, old for that. Because it's <laughs> same. I'm like, so I do my training at home, but now for you, what's the difference, and I especially want to know mental-wise, mm. because in those days when we did CrossFit, you would do a Fran or whatever, yeah. and you would basically just throw your heart and soul on the floor for two and a half minutes, or whatever it <coughs> is, and there was a certain sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think it tapped deep enough to actually make you feel better about you. And this, like, how does endurance stuff differ? Because now you've got a lot of time to yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, so so the, originally, the CrossFit was always about camaraderie, it was always about doing it with people that actually wanted you to succeed. Uh, I've, I've noticed there has been quite a, sh- a, a big shift. I think it's since Glassman got
1: kicked or whatever. Yeah. I, I can't remember the whole story, but agree, the change is. Yeah.
0: Like, it, it it became very commercial, mm. and I know businesses need to make money I get all of that, but you know if you 're going to build your brand on on honesty and integrity and cheering for the last Cribey, person blah, 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 yeah. I, I think that 's gone a little bit, and then also you know getting older in age, you know you don 't really want to be competing with these 20 year olds that are lifting three four, five times your weight mm. so and so so gave up the CrossFit, mm-hmm. and i 've always liked the endurance. Um, David Goggins, uh, Cam yeah. Haynes. Those kind of guys have always appealed to me. I like the idea of suffering. Uh, I like the idea of For overcoming. For a purpose, Yes. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yes. the problem that I have with the suffering thing is a lot of
1: people believe that they have to suffer to get better, which, yes, argument, but the suffering becomes the point. It doesn't mm. become a part of the journey. Yeah. If you get stuck in, oh, I suffered more than you, I suffered more than you, okay, but did you get to what you were trying
0: to do? Well, I, th- I think that's it. You know, going back to putting your hands up and saying maybe, w- w- what do I really want to achieve? Mm. Um, so I think suffering has become a trend. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, it's, I'm it's, suffering.
1: It's, and this. Is I'm like,
0: doing more than you and I can push myself more than yeah, you. Yeah, but will.
1: you're not improving because no. the point is suffering. You're not... And uh, that's a big thing. There's a couple of CrossFit coaches now in the area mm. and all the narrative is like, come and suffer with me, come and suffer... Like, dude, no, I want to have fun. Yeah. I understand that if I come for a run, look, I won't come with a run with you, I run like a brick. So that's a different thing. <laughs> so do that's don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the idea of, I know I'm gonna suffer a little bit and struggle and have pain and all this while I run with you, mm. but the point is I want to finish it because then I'm gonna feel good. Yeah. I'm not feeling good because I suffer more than you. <coughs> that whole narrative and social media has given, again, a platform to people to make it like suffering's a cool thing. It's a, it's a strange thing. It's an it's a integral part of what we do as life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is not the reason, though.
0: No. Um, you know, I like the endurance events. Just that, that, that monotony of doing the same thing. You can go into your head. Meditation has helped me a lot, but mm-hmm. I battle to sit and meditate. So I, where does your head go when you're running? Just through all the things that I need to do. Take so, the leash
1: off and let it just yeah, run. Yeah, and
0: just just let it run. You know, again, you know, always start always try and start with mm-hmm. with gratitude. Uh, the last <coughs> the last year has been centered around obviously Kim and her passing and, mm-hmm. and the reasons around that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 you just go into that place where you kind of have to look at yourself in the mirror and, and kind of see what you're happy about what you're unhappy about. Uh, spent a lot of time looking at patterns in my own life where, you know, drinking at work, why do I drink at work, what's the next step, that that type of thing.
1: Was it a conscious choice to look at those patterns or did something happen you thought, I need to look at this?
0: It was definitely a conscious choice. Mm. Um, took me a long time to, to pull the band-aid off and actually do it, mm. but it was always a conscious choice. Um, you know... You spend your time reading and and putting information in and you look at people like, um, again, Anthony Robbins, Mm. Ryan Holiday, those kind of guys. It's important that we're thinking, you know, a lot of people think that we're living, but we're thinking creatures. Mm. And, you know, doing this unconscious, wake up and I reach for my phone, have a cup of coffee, drive in traffic, swear at the guy next door to Mm. me. These are all unconscious things. and, And, you know especially with COVID that's popped up and you look at all the things that you know, going back like George Orwell's 1984, when he talks about how the first way to control people is you, you know, control their words and how, you know, the narrative that people are pushing out is, is, is quite, quite scary. And I'm, I'm at no means this, this conspiracy nut, and I think the world is... It's funny every you
1: know, we in a
0: while, though. Yeah, it's not going to dip <laughs> your toe in it, but, you know, <laughs> just be careful. Yeah. But I think, for me, I'm not, I'm not huge on people telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to take direction. I like to take advice. I like to take uh, correction. But the, if you want me to do something, allow me to figure it out by myself. Give me the tools. Let me figure it out. And if I come back to you and it's, it's, it's incorrect, mm. I'm happy for you to change my point. Well, I don't think I... It wasn't always. Um, <laughs> Joe Rogan's got a quote. He's never married to his ideas. Mm. And, and also, you know, listening to a lot of Joe Rogan, I know it sounds meathead, but I think he talks to interesting people. I think he is. Yeah. And I've learned so much from how to conduct myself from listening to these things and also I listen to a podcast with Naran mm-hmm. it's a great way to spend that. your time Yeah.
1: did you listen to this latest one with Sadhguru I've just
0: started this morning
1: yeah. so I just finished it I think this morning and I started a new one but so the whole it's yoga and energies and everything so the first while they talk about save soil yes so yes safe. that's where I'm at and at that's moment. cool and then yesterday I was driving up to go see my therapist once a week I do coaching I do a lot of stuff to get out mm-hmm. do it once a week Driving up there, my mouth was hanging open about, and I've never been into like the, the yoga philosophy and all this. This guy breaks it down to a point, I, my mouth is open, I'm like, holy shit, that just makes so much sense. Towards the end, you, you see the last 45 minutes, it's like, okay, what the hell are you guys talking <laughs> about? Talking about aliens and energy and <laughs> something like that. But the value out of those things. Now I would, you can say me, Ted, 100%, you look at Rogan, I mean, there's this buff comedian mm. who says fuck a lot, okay? But the people he speaks to, I would never have tapped into anything from them if it wasn't
0: for people like that. Mm. It's phenomenal. No, well, th- that's that's why you know that's why I think this this technology that we're that we that we surrounded with is such a powerful tool. Mm. But we have to control how we use it. And it's mm. not the technology that's bad. It's 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 how we use it, what we use it for, mm. what we want from it. And and I think, you know, that's the one lesson I wish I was taught in school. Like, what do I want from my life? And, you know, we taught to add and subtract and and, and get a good job and do X, Y, and Z. And the world has shifted very quickly from this, I've got to get a job, I've got to be a lawyer, to a nomadic lifestyle, to a lot of people after COVID questioning whether or not they actually want to own their own houses. Did you, after COVID, Hmm? have massive life change thoughts I loved COVID. I know it's... And I don't want to be the... No, I let me rephrase. I didn't love COVID. It gave me such an opportunity because in my business, it's it's seven days a week. It's, 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 it's 363 days a year type of thing. And I've been doing it for so long. Um, COVID gave Kim and I months to sit at home and just be together. Um, and again... I take, you've got to put it into perspective because certain people's businesses failed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other people were locked in a a two bedroom house or a one bedroom room with seven kids. They weren't sure where their meals were coming from. So I'm not trying to make light of anyone. And that's the thing about COVID. Everyone went through it, but everyone's experiences were different. And and from my point of view, it was such an amazing experience to get off that hamster wheel Mm. To be forced to get off the hamster wheel, yeah. and then kind of put into perspective what was important, what mm-hmm. I wanted from my life, um, and so so the first couple of months of COVID were were just amazing. We spent mm. six months at home, yeah, and we spent and look w- w- when I met Kim, we literally almost spent every day together sure. for six years almost, mm-hmm. um, and and also the nice thing was you know going back to to, to, to to that Ben Moore story and, mm-hmm. and how that changed me always ran a tight ship here because always because I got myself into financial trouble before I didn't want I learned from those mistakes and I didn't want to happen again don't so want to I watch I ran, that movie again yeah so I run cod accounts we pay everything beforehand the money in the bank account is my own money Mm. i pay my staff on a weekly basis because then they can budget better yeah to so they don't have to wait the entire month so when COVID came there was money in the bank which helped also i realized that losing everything is not the be of an end all because it's happened before Mm. so i went to the head i went to kokacho head Mm. office i went to the landlord i went to all the partners, and I said to uh, my suppliers Mm -hmm. and said to them, listen, guys, this is the story. We have two options. Either close the doors and you can all get nothing, or we work together. Some people came back with with a positive response. The landlord being one of them was an absolute, absolute gentleman. He, and after 20 years of dealing with some really savages, he is a breath of fresh air. That's awesome. And... You know, nothing for nothing. He gets paid his rent, mm. he, and, and but he sees the long-term vision of this being a partnership. And he knew that if I moved out, he would have 400 squares sitting empty. Uh, other people, unfortunately, didn't come to the party, and lawyers were involved. Mm-hmm. But That's the way the cookie crumbles. Right? Exactly. But no, I, I made a very big decision in the beginning. Staff came first, mm-hmm. um, then suppliers, then rent. Yeah. then only would uh, would would franchise fees be paid. Mm. And I took a huge, I haven't taken a salary in X amount of, of months, but that's not the point. Mm-mm. All my staff were paid. We didn't lose anyone through COVID. Yeah. They've all been given uh, 30% raises this year. Love that. Um, yeah, my managers are back to and beyond what they were mm. making beforehand. The business still hasn't recovered. We are still probably about 30% down. Okay. But without strong staff, mm. don't have a strong business. You're not going to come back if you don't exactly. have Exactly. Were you exactly. in touch with them a
1: lot during COVID? My staff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were Phone very calls, fortunate. messages, chatting, whatever, Zoom,
0: if it's possible. Just chatting, keeping them up to date. You know, as I said, the guys were still paid weekly through mm. through, through COVID. And then also, you know, through, through no luck of our own, I saw pizzas for a living. It's not like it's <laughs> a. As soon as we were able to open, we opened. Mm. But the staff. Have be, were and are still amazing they and I, I vouch for that man and it, it's I think at the end of the day, people all want the same thing the, the, We all have kids, they all want to be treated with respect yeah. and they want the best for their children and and i, I don 't understand how you can strangle and just take advantage yeah. of people for, for what? How do you sleep at night, knowing that, that you 're paying your staff? a thousand rand less than, than what they deserve or 2000 and less like in the greater scheme of things it's no
1: like, what you,
0: that, you can no. talk about
1: the wheel turning or karma it's just not right it's not right it's not right
0: no and it, it's and people justify it well you know they're making enough money they're living mm. but who wants to live anyway no. you want to grow you no. want
1: is it surviving or is it living you you yeah it's a fine line there.
0: there yeah so survival survival You're never going to get the best out of people who are in survival mode. You're never going to get Mm -hmm. the best out of them Mm -hmm. if they are worried and concerned Mm -hmm. and and stressed. And we all have the same stresses. Uh, We have daily meetings here where the guys have to say one thing they're happy with. It's like pulling teeth, but no. it happens. But they still do it. <laughs> so begrudgingly, yeah, they still do it. <laughs> it's that cockroach in the salad,
1: man. There's one thing that happened at home and it's difficult to do this. Yeah. But so you say you're still down from COVID. Yeah. But you've got a new part here, dandelion. Yes, yes. How's that going? Very well, very well. Dandelion, cocktail bar for those people. Go and check it out. You're on Instagram now, I saw.
0: Yeah, on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, but I need to get that jacked up a little bit. Was is always the plan? Always the plan, yeah. So, 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 so being part of a franchise is, is, is positive in certain aspects and negative in mm-hmm. other aspects. And I think especially if you're a long-term franchise owner, you know, your, your ability to be creative is, is stifled. Here's your boundaries, work within it. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes, in, 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 and I think it's important to say that, you know, if you don't have a goal for your life, <coughs> someone else is going to have a goal for you and that might not be to your best advantages Mm. so the dandelion came about because it's a small space it's everything made here is is recycled from from somewhere else Uh, and the idea is if i can control the costs if i can control the input costs we can spend more money on on better bartenders better staff better quality ingredients you know our on um, one of our cocktails we use a 400 rand bottle of whiskey we put two shots in it which one's that copper dog uh no the oh i better learn my cocktail menu the 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 new york sour okay so we use a woodford reserve it's 400 rand a bottle we use two shots in it uh i think our biggest problem was uh we were getting our customers too pissed in the beginning we had to temper down the alcohol content but it's about (laughs) it's about giving people the opportunity to try something new. Mm-hmm. Try a high and I believe a high quality product is your best business plan over time. And we spend money on bartenders, we spend money on drinks, we spend mm-hmm. money on hopefully innovating. But it's small, it's thirty people and that's yeah. it. And we're full. And it's growing from strength to strength. I'm excited yeah. about it. Uh, we've got a concert which we're doing next week. Shit, I to I know. Do that today. Yeah, that's going to be good. I'm excited about that. Uh, Jared Smith is an amazing South African artist. Uh, I think the next one we might do an Afrikaans artist, play to the market. And then there's a few other little things coming along down nice. the pipeline. But uh, for now, it's it's nice to be creative again. It's nice to, to flex a little bit of that mental uh-huh. um, brain power. And, 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 and especially in you know if you're in an environment that... If you fail, it's not going to be the end of the world. Sure. And I think, again, that's what COVID uh, showed Mm -hmm. a lot of people. If you have all your eggs in one basket and that basket gets flipped up, you're in a bit of shit. And, you know, that's why we've changed Mm -hmm. the model
1: a little bit. Look, I think, I mean, the cocktails are amazing. I think I've tried everything a couple of times. But speaking to your watching the numbers, watching the input costs Mm. and stuff, they're not expensive no no if i look at cocktail prices at any other place within a 20 kilometer radius it's a no-brainer
0: yeah no look we it's it's amazing we are probably we could probably charge 20 30 percent more than what we are but that was never the and Mm. that was never the goal of 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 the business the goal of the business was to be creative the goal of the business was to offer customers something that they couldn't get anywhere else and price point is important but your, your, your differentiator should never be plus. Was it a conscious
1: thing to try and keep it down?
0: Yeah, most definitely. And, mm. and hence the fact it's an outdoor bar, yeah. everything's recycled. Um, th- being recycled is, is part of what we wanted, mm-hmm. but we try to keep the cost as low as we could. Mm. So we could spend money on, on bar stuff. Yeah. We could spend money on training. We could spend money on the best ingredients. Mm-hmm. But we don't want people to leave here with a, with a little bit of a buzz and an empty wallet. Mm. We want them to leave here with an experience of wow an experience of I had a good time. I was able to communicate with, with whomever. I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. I wasn't taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cocktails were amazing. Uh, Matthew, my head mixologist, yeah. Ryan, myself, we come and we chat to people, we talk to people. And, it's and they, about
1: how you make them feel. Yeah.
0: It and feels great. Yeah. And the fact that the price point is what it is also adds to it. Mm. Uh, our, new, our new cocktail list comes out this week. Again, the prices are all all of the You've same. You got some new items on there. Yeah, I've got eight new cocktails. Eight new ones on yeah. top of what there is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So, so
0: the idea is every every six weeks we're going to be changing the cocktail That's list. Cool. New menu. We did our first uh, woman empowerment business uh, cocktail tasting. One of our our major supplier is a is a female owned business called Socks. Okay. They do amazing stuff and. You know, I don't think there's anywhere in the area being north of Fairland Barraria mm. where you can come have a sophisticated cocktail yeah. and not and not feel harassed. Yeah. And and you know our goal is is and again it goes back to what do you want to achieve. Mm. Twenty years ago I opened a nightclub because I wanted to own a nightclub in Santon. I got that. Financially it was a fucker. Yeah. This is not about picking up girls, it's not about taking advantage it's about providing a superior product and we want our customers to feel the love we Mm. put into our drinks so figure out your why and reverse engineer it hundred percent and that's why the the cocktail menu is priced at what it is Mm. and 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 people want businesses to succeed people want people to do well yeah but they don't want to be taken advantage Mm -hmm. of so make a little bit of money but then repeat that little bit 30, 40, 50 times. It's a lot cheaper to maintain a customer than it is to get a new one. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of these companies spend time and effort on these massive marketings. Best marketer is your customer. Best best, best is word of mouth. Mm. And if, if people are recommending your brand and people are re- recommending you.
1: No-brainer.
0: Yeah. There's an so like,
1: expanding, though. I'm, I'm sitting in a room with you here, which is next door to the outside area. Is this going to be is this just a little story true or what's no, happening no. here
0: so so the original idea was always to to, to move it inside especially with 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 winter mm-hmm. uh we wanted to open up outside and make some money from the south african summer mm. this one has been a little bit of a dog it's show a strange summer, yeah <laughs> and um uh, the room the room wasn't finished but we had to make a plan for a for an event that we did and it's 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 growing uh, you know organically and it's it's changing into a space where i think because the furnitures, we move the furniture around because mm-hmm. it's different. Um, Some cool stuff in here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not supposed to be pretentious. It, it's, it's not supposed to be a 5 million rand bar like other bars in Santon mm-hmm. and Bedford View. And, and I'm not knocking those places. They are amazing, and, and, and I learn a lot from them. But if you have a 5 million rand setup cost, uh-huh. your cocktails are going to be 180 yeah. rand.
1: You know what you should have here? I'm into my cigars the last while. A cigar and whiskey tasting.
0: Okay, so we're doing uh, just... Tell uh, me what's we, happening. <laughs> 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 uh, we're doing a secret speakeasy uh, coming soon oh, with a, with a, with a uh, cigar lounge and a poker table. So it's going to be the kind of, uh, you know, John Wick where you walk through the back of the Chinese mm. store and there's uh, chickens and pigs and yeah. all the rest. And, and then you walk into this opulent, massive yeah. space. So, so that's... Yeah, uh, at yeah. El yeah.
1: Mm. I was at some of the speakeasers in New York. when my clients took me there a couple of years ago. And it was like, he would say, Sleep No no sleep no More was the, the, uh, the kind of acting thing. Whatever the name was. And he just takes us to these places. And like you say, you walk, it's a Chinese store down in 14th. Mm. Walk in and it's literally like there's people eating sushi and dumplings and whatever. You walk off to the side, all these people look at you. Knock on the door, you go in, there's this small, I mean, double this little table. So it's like a meter and a half by yeah. meter and a half. There's a guy, big guy. I'm gonna come in, yeah, cool. Check out this place. Walk in, and it just opens up to a different world. Mm. It is exciting. It's amazing. There's something. It's almost like stepping into a movie for
0: a little while. Th- that's the plan, you know. I think there's. Are you gonna have pigs and chickens? No, 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 no. Okay. We'll keep those for for the next turnaround. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's it's. The idea is to is to give people something that hopefully they haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. But to do it on a scale that we can stick to our ethos which is yeah. high quality products, you I know. Wait, and um I'm I'm excited for it. It, mm-hmm. it it it's it's gonna be a nice adventure. It's gonna yeah. be something exciting. Have you got a date yet? Not, not not not. Because no Johan will listen to this. Johan got us to go club figure, bro. Yeah, I know we we're gonna <laughs> definitely do it. Um but yeah, it, it's there's some nice changes coming up, and I mm. find that, the, the like the dandelions helping Kolkata get busier and vice versa, mm, and, and mm. everything's going into one. It's a good time. And yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm supremely impressed and proud of how, when I can step out of my business being Kolkata, how my staff have, have 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 risen to the occasion, mm. and um, you know, their ability to do that uh, helped me last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so it's mm. it's, it's. I th- I think there's more positives in this world than the negatives. To be honest with you, and and everyone can cry into their their bowl of cereal in the mornings. Mm. But if you it's listen, out there if you look for it. Of course it is. It's, or it's if what, it's not there, go and make it. And, and I think that's the big thing. Go and make it. Mm. Get get off your get off your ass, mm. and just just do it or do something at least. Absolutely. And and that's and that's really it. And if you fail. Okay, well, you fail. But there's a lesson. And, you know, Steve Jobs talks about um, when he did a calligraphy course, mm-hmm. or when he dropped out of varsity, and, he did a calli- and everyone said he was wasting his time. Yeah. And that became the, the, the font for, for the Apple Initial, computer. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know how the stars are going to line up. And, and, and I think our goal, well my goal at least, is to try and be a little bit better today than I was yesterday. Move the needle. Um, make mistakes know, we also have another saying at the restaurant but I won't say that <laughs> <laughs> copy that would look after to it yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, I mean uh, my dad also showed me this one quote I mean, another one I don't want to kind of end life all well preserved when I wanna kind of slide in at the last mm. minute saying fuck what a ride yeah you gotta do it man
0: I think so and it's, it's getting out of your own head and, and realizing that you're not on this journey alone and you know that was also a big factor for me people actually don't give a shit about you. Mm-mm. You think they do? Or it's you the think they're watching? You, you yeah. think was watching
1: you all the time. Nobody cares. And
0: everyone's going through their own, their own drama. You know, a guy cuts you off in, in, in traffic or speeds past you. Mm. You know, your first instinct is to, to swear at them, but mm. maybe they're rushing to a sick child. Yeah. You never know. Mm. And, and also, you know, if someone cuts you off in traffic, they've actually done nothing to you yeah. at the end of the day. It, it's, it's not going to good. You decide you.
1: how you feel about it. 100%. Yeah you decide
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's the reaction there's the event will the, the experience mm. and how you react to it it's, it's I think it was in that uh, Joe Rogan podcast I talk about if, if I swear at you in a language you don't understand mm. Mm. does it actually affect oh, with you? with a
1: smile on my face yeah. you're like going to be okay cool whatever. well
0: it doesn't huh. it, it, it doesn't affect me so, so why, why, why put effort into it?
1: just makes you tired and unhappy yes <laughs> and everyone around you tired and unhappy there's the truth yeah Anthony, you're an inspiration. Thank you so much for your time. Anytime. We will probably see you in this week here and keep me posted on the Cigar Club, man. I will definitely, man. Thank you
0: so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Bye. Ciao.